Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us bright and early on a Tuesday morning at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the FBI thwarts a 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland, and a girl climbs a tree to escape a gator. We'll have the details and the 911 call coming up in one minute. We're all over that terror attack story. And is Trump being snookered by Kim Jong-un? All in hour number one of Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 102.5. A U.S. man is facing terror charges after a plot was thwarted in Cleveland planned for the 4th of July. FBI Special Agent in Charge Stephen Anthony said Demetrius Pitts was taken into custody over the weekend and is charged with attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. Anthony explained the FBI began receiving reports last year that Pitts was making statements supporting al-Qaeda and uh, taking actions against particular U.S. entities while living in Cincinnati. He later moved to Cleveland in May. Anthony added Pitts was posting statements to Facebook calling on Muslims to, quote, start training every day to know how to shoot guns, throw hand grenades, and hand-to-hand combat, end quote. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In a moment, you will hear what the FBI claims this guy was going to do tomorrow during Fourth of July celebrations in Cleveland, Ohio. If you don't think we still have a problem with radical Islamic terrorism, you need to think again and listen closely. Coming up. The White House says Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is going to meet with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un again this week. Another story, but I know you're getting ready to talk about in the yep. first hour of Good Morning Orlando. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the talks will focus on devising a plan that will further denuclearization. Pompeo will leave for the talks this Thursday, July 5th. You know, all kinds of signs out there. Mm-hmm. Intel reports now being made public that indicate that they're not doing what Kim promised Trump they would start doing immediately. It may get time for the president to get tough again on North Korea. We'll see. President Trump, meanwhile, says he's talked with Mexico's president-elect. Trump said he expects he and Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador will have a very good relationship. Trump said he and Lopez Obrador talked about border security, NAFTA, and a separate U.S.-Mexico trade deal. Police say the man accused of killing five people at a Maryland newspaper sent threatening letters the very day of the shooting. The Baltimore Sun reports that a lawyer for the Capital Gazette gave investigators one letter that was received on Monday. The letter reportedly signed by suspect Jared Ramos said he was going to the Gazette newsroom in Annapolis with, quote, the objective of killing every person present, end quote. Police believe he sent at least two other letters, one to a Maryland Court of Appeals and another to a Baltimore judge. Ramos appeared to have a long-standing beef with the paper for publishing a report on a previous harassment conviction of his. Deb, the way I read that, it seems like the letters did not arrive soon enough for anyone to have read them and intercepted this guy and been tipped off. It sounds like they arrived or were read after the fact. Is that what you glean from this? That's that's what I'm taking. It's just a... a a tragic circumstance oh. where they weren't able to get to the information before he walked in there with the It shotgun. appears that way. Uh, here's some good news, and this is from overseas. The Army in Thailand says the boys' soccer team that's been stranded in a cave might be stuck underground 
for months. I know that sounds like it's bad news, but they were found alive, and there was a lot of worry that that was not going to happen. Rescue crews are fighting rising waters as they try to bring food and medical supplies to the 12 boys and their coach. The Thai Army says the boys might have to learn how to dive or wait months for the floodwaters to go down. CNN reports that rescuers are also working to drain water from the cave. I also saw that they're looking to drill another entrance into the cave because right now these boys are some two miles inside this network, and it's going to be really long and arduous to get them out. And they apparently have fresh water that's dripping down from the cave walls so they can drink, but they don't have enough food, and hunger is becoming a real problem. This is this is high drama, but at least we got a chance to save them. Exactly, exactly. And you know what else they say? They say it was the heat and humidity that has kept them alive because it's about 100 degrees in that cave. And because of that, the boys and their coach didn't have to worry about suffering from hypothermia. Most interesting. Yeah. God, I pray they get them out of there. The team reportedly entered the cave to avoid heavy monsoon rains during a team outing on June 23rd. Divers found the boys and their coach 10 days later. And finally, back here in the great state of Florida, a girl left hanging onto a tree for her life is thankful for the actions of a Lake County deputy. A 15-year-old Titusville girl was chased by an alligator Friday in Astor, and she had to climb a tree to escape. Her frantic mom called 911 while the gator waited at the base of the tree for the girl to come down. It's an emergency. My daughter's stuck in a freaking tree. There's gators surrounding her. We can't get her out. Please, she's 15. About a half hour later, a deputy showed up, and when the gator wasn't scared off, the deputy shot and killed it. With an AK. actually said the gator started coming towards him uh, and hissing at him. Uh, so at that time, he went ahead and did what he had to do. Yeah, Sheriff Spokesman Sergeant Matt Farner, it's near the end of the gator mating season, and experts say the reptiles are especially aggressive, not only mating season, but nesting season. So they're saying be extra careful around any bodies of water. And you were saying? I was reading they took them out with one shot from an AK-47. <laughs> well, it shouldn't take any more than that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> WFLA News Time at 6.07. Read about Lady Liberty turning to social media for donations. Hmm. Yeah, find out where you can send your money to her online now at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And this will be our Independence Day show because we're not live tomorrow morning on the 4th. So we'll all pretend that it's the 4th of July today. We are dripping red, white, and blue all three hours here. But we'll also be doing the, the hot topics of the hour and of the day. And Deb will be back, as always, with news whenever it breaks and with full updates in the top and the bottom of the hour. Our executive producer, Yaffe, in the control room alongside him. Steph, she's the voice you'll hear when you join the conversation, and I hope you will, at 407-916-5400. Text line open at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. It's Good Morning Orlando, the Tuesday edition from the Front Gate Realty Studio from your cell at pound 250, keyword real estate. In a moment, the 4th of July nightmare that will not be thanks to the FBI and a joint terrorism task force. Stay tuned for the chilling details on the story that Deb brought us right off the top this morning out of Cleveland, Ohio. It is really something, and I've got a lot more on it. An update here in two minutes as well on Orlando's Newsletter and Traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
So I watched the entire FBI news conference yesterday morning in the 9 o'clock hour out of Cleveland um, where they made an arrest of a guy who fancied himself as as a disciple of al-Qaeda and was connecting himself to them and had elaborate plans to engineer what would have been the worst radical Islamic terrorist attack on American soil since 9-11 had it come off on the 4th of July in Cleveland. This guy, uh, who's an American citizen, went by the name of Demetrius Nathaniel Pitts, but now calls him as he's become radicalized, and we need to know more about this guy with a violent criminal history and how he became a disciple of al-Qaeda. He is um, Abdur Rahim Rafiq. Now, the FBI first connected with this guy back in 2017, and when he was beginning to post some very disturbing and threatening things on his Facebook page. In the news conference yesterday, the special agent in charge of all of this, who ran the news conference, gave us an example of what this guy had posted. We as Muslim need to start training like this every day. We need to know how to shoot guns, throw hand grenades, hand-to-hand combat. So the FBI put undercover agents on this guy to connect with him and to make friends with him and see what they could learn. Um, Abdur Rahim Rafiq moved to the Cleveland area in May of this year, and let's listen to what the FBI says he was doing then. Pitts continued to express his radical ideology and his desire to commit violence against the United States. Just last week, during an in-person meeting with our undercover agent, Pitts suggested words to the effect, I did tell myself that their, their holiday is coming up, the 4th of July, Independence Day. What would, what would hit them in the core? Blow up, have a bomb, blow up at the 4th of July parade. More on the specifics of what the FBI says he had planned, but first of all, this all came to a head, the undercover investigation of... uh, Al-Qaeda would-be attacker, Abdur Rahim Rafiq. It all came to a head this past Sunday. Here's the deal. The undercover and Mr. Pitts had a lengthy conversation. Pitts again, on his own, expressed his allegiance to Al-Qaeda, his desire to participate in a terror attack on July 4th in Cleveland, Ohio, his desire to kill military personnel and their families, his desire to kill federal and local agents, and his desire to commit a future attack at a date to be determined in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, an area he once resided. At the conclusion of the meeting, Mr. Pitts was arrested. And he was reportedly asked how he felt about his plans, and he says he really doesn't care, he has no regrets at all. So they have this guy in custody, great FBI work, great Um, working together with uh, other police agencies in their joint terrorist task force to intercept this guy. Cleveland Media reporting that this guy talked about hitting targets like St. John's Cathedral in downtown Cleveland on the 4th of July parade route and and giving it the, the Oklahoma City bombing Timothy McVeigh treatment with a huge van full of explosives going off and just destroying the old cathedral. 
He talked, among other things, about, are you ready for this? On the 4th of July, he would give remote control cars packed with explosives to the children of local military members. I mean, how bad is this? I think it was very interesting that the FBI held a news conference on this yesterday. I think these kind of things are thwarted all the time, but the FBI has been taking so much heat from Trump and from the obvious presence of anti-Trump bias within the agency. I think they were looking to prop up their, uh, their image a little bit with the American people, and all of a sudden we have a news conference about this chilling plot they say they foiled for the 4th of July in Cleveland. I also thought it was interesting and curious. This, to me, is clearly the biggest story of yesterday anywhere, and it broke in the 9 o'clock hour in the morning. Yes, it was covered by all the media that I was able to watch or read, but it didn't get A1 placement. It wasn't the first story out there, and it didn't get the kind of exhaustive coverage. They couldn't wait in many cases to get back to, is um, Michael Cohen going to flip on Donald Trump? What about Stormy Daniels? Or, um, or what, about the F- what about the Supreme Court nominations? Those stories seem more important to the media. I find that disturbing. There is no more important story out there than this. Any reaction to what you've heard this morning and my take on it? And um, do you think the FBI went public with this just because they've been getting so beat up of late by the president and by Congress? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Let's talk about it. Yaffe, it could have an absolute nightmare in downtown Cleveland with an Oklahoma City-style bombing and more planned by this guy who's an American citizen but now, you know, has a radical Islamic terrorist name, Abdur Rahim Rafiq, and uh, is obviously um, all about carrying out the mission of al-Qaeda here stateside. Um, Amazing work by the FBI. I think this kind of thing... Um, They're working undercover all the time and other law enforcement agencies as well. Uh, And most of the time, you know, we don't hear about it. I I think it's a little bit more than a coincidence that we're hearing about it now. I think some of it may be so that we begin to feel good about the FBI. And we have a lot of people who are out there, you know, the the rank and file of the FBI. um, I still hold in in high regard. Uh, there's There's a huge, there's a huge perversion of the leadership, I think, and politicization politicization of the leadership, you know, the likes of Comey and the rest of them, and uh, people like Strzok, et cetera, that we report on. Um, but I think that maybe it, a little bit of, uh, of why we came to know about this was uh, to rehabilitate the image of the 38,000 who work for the FBI. Yeah, public relations move. I think PR so, move. in a way. Very interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and... Um, Boy, I got to tell you, th- th- this would have been the worst radical Islamic terrorist attack on American soil if it had become what this guy wanted. Now, apparently he didn't have the plans fully together, but it is what he wanted to do. And he had plans to execute a major terrorist attack soon in Philadelphia uh, as well. So um, at any rate, there, Scary. there's the story. And I, I just don't think it got the coverage it deserved yesterday. Well, that's because the media didn't know how to spin it against Trump. 
Yeah. So they had to focus on the other, you know, anti-Trump stuff. Well, let's for a spin while. it. Let's spin it a little <laughs> for Trump, as yeah. one of your textures has already done. Well, yeah, we have a texture who says we have these terrorists willing to execute these terrorist plots within our borders. Just imagine what it would be like if we had open borders. Amen. Amen to that. This is our 4th of July show because we're not live on the holidays. There'll be special programming for you tomorrow morning uh, from 6 until 9, and we'll be back live on Thursday. So we have um, lots of patriotic pieces coming up. I'm going to read the Declaration of Independence for the first time in the next half hour. Um, We've got all kinds of special features. And then we're going to talk about this stunning new poll that is out about the state of patriotism in America for the first time since this poll has been done by Gallup. A minority of Americans are proud to be, extremely proud to be Americans, less than half. What is driving the decline in patriotism? That's our big topic in the 7 o'clock hour. If you're just joining us right now, Deborah Roberts bringing us up to date on the news at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour with the big story we've been talking about. Deb? A 4th of July terror plot is being thwarted in Cleveland. FBI Special Agent in Charge Stephen Anthony said Demetrius Pitts was taken into custody yesterday and is charged with attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. Anthony explained the FBI began receiving reports last year that Pitts was making statements supporting al-Qaeda and about taking actions against particular U.S. entities while living in Cincinnati. He later moved to Cleveland in May. Anthony added Pitts was posting statements to Facebook calling on Muslims to, quote, start training every day to know how to shoot guns, throw hand grenades, and hand-to-hand combat, end quote. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Florida Education Association is challenging a new law designed to shut down some of the local teacher unions. House Bill 7055 says those unions have to get 50% of the eligible teachers to pay dues or the bargaining unit will be decertified. FEA President Joanne McCall says this sort of union bashing is part of the plan to privatize public schools. Silencing teacher unions would make it easier for certain shady political donors and special interest groups to continue their work privatize our public schools. We won't let that happen. McCall says Florida's new law violates three separate constitutional provisions and the whole thing should be thrown out. A Lake County school bus monitor is out of a job, but parents say action should have been taken against him a long time ago. 26-year-old James Brunson of Eustis was arrested last week for abusing four special needs children as young as seven. Parents say they told the school district about Brunson's actions, which one parent says included putting a child in a headlock. District officials, however, say they had no proof at the time. And an anonymous shopper is cleaning out the inventory at one Toys R Us as the toy store ends its 70-year legacy. Employees at the Raleigh, North Carolina location say a shopper spent $1 million buying up all of the remaining toys at the store. An employee said the anonymous buyer has visited the Raleigh store, but the toys were purchased from several locations. The toys are reportedly going to be donated to needy children. Toys R Us shut its doors for good last Friday. Did he have a white beard and a red suit? (laughs) I don't. uh, (laughs) It's in the best spirit. It is. It is. Absolutely it is. That's a great story. And you can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and more uh, news on Toys R Us and this morning's Bloomberg Business Report. 
Absolutely right, and Gina's going to get to that shortly. But Gina, welcome in live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Hey, thanks, bud. So you got a shortened trading session today mm-hmm. in advance of the holiday, right? That's right. We have the uh, New York Stock Exchange closing at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Of course, it's closed tomorrow as well mm-hmm. for the July 4th holiday. And right now we have the stock futures suggesting might be a decent day here with the shortened one. They're higher. Yesterday, tech companies were higher and stocks did close in the green. Relatively light volume during this week. Uh, that's to be expected with the holiday. The Dow was up 36 points and closed at 24,307. The S&P jumped eight or three-tenths to 27.27. The NASDAQ was up 57 to 75.68. And the Bloomberg Orlando Index gained four-tenths percent. One thing we're watching for today, bud, mm-hmm. auto sales numbers. All right, we'll look for it. Now, it's interesting. This is a story I thought was pretty much done when Disney outbid Comcast for a Mm -hmm. lot of the assets of Fox, not the news division, but a lot of the rest of the Fox Entertainment uh, uh, empire. But apparently Comcast is still in the game. Well, Comcast's CEO is not giving up. He's apparently made it clear to investors that he wants those entertainment assets and will spare nothing to beat Disney's $71.3 billion offer. There is a deadline here, though. Fox shareholders are scheduled to vote July 27th on Disney's bid. Comcast has been mulling its next steps, including a possible partnership with private equity firms. The company needs to sweeten its $65 billion all-cash offer enough to win over Rupert Murdoch and his family, the largest shareholders of Fox. Boy, the uh, the big money corporate drama continues. More to come on that. And Gina, what's your angle on the closing of uh, all the Toys R Us stores? Well, the Toys R Us store closures are driving up retail vacancies overall. The research firm Rees says the amount of occupied space in 77 major metro areas posted the largest drop since 2009 in the second quarter. And the authors of the study say that the Toys R Us closings influenced the statistics more than any other retailer has over the past nine years. Interesting. And Facebook making news this morning. Um from a couple of standpoints. What can you tell us about Facebook, Gina? Right. Facebook is notifying more than 800,000 users that a bug that was active between May 29th and June 5th unblocked some people that users had blocked on Facebook and Messenger. The company says that the issue has since been fixed. Meanwhile, uh, as you know, Facebook was already facing scrutiny from U.S. lawmakers and regulators however, how, over how a political consulting firm obtained personal information from its users. Well, now it's being probed by the SEC and the FBI, focusing on the company's disclosures about that scandal. And before you go, Gina is offering a sweet aroma. <laughs> the thought that we may get a cheaper cup of coffee brewing soon? What's the deal on that? Well, the coffee futures extended a slump to a 29-month low as Brazil's output rises and its currency weakens against the dollar, boosting the appeal of export sales priced in the greenback. Brazilian coffee output expected to hit a record this year. All of this could bode well for companies such as Starbucks, We'll see if they pass that along to you and me. Well, yeah, we'll have to watch for that. Lots of luck. Gina, thank you (laughs) so much. Always great having you with us. Enjoy the 4th of July, as we will. And uh, we'll catch you for another Bloomberg Business Report later this week. Thanks so much. Thanks, bud. Happy 4th. And you as well. I'm going to be reading the Declaration of Independence before this half hour is out. I hope you will enjoy that, patriots.
Ahead of that, question, is it time for Trump to put the hammer back down on North Korea? That's next, along with an update for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, right here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Pompeo headed overseas amid multiple media reports out now um, from U.S. Defense Intelligence, it is reported, that the North Koreans are doing anything but following through with their commitments to President Trump during the recent summit that they would very, things will change and very quickly they will be dismantling their nuclear weapons program. Um, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, other outlets as well, Associated Press reporting that um, the North Korean government, according to satellite photographs, and I've seen some of these that are out there, and you can tell something is going on that doesn't look like denuclearization, that they're reportedly in North Korea now putting the finishing touches on the expansion of a major missile plant. And this is just weeks after the summit with Trump, that the plant satellite images have been examined by experts stateside, and um, they say that um, the researchers believe that the plant has been completed, and it was completed at about the same time Trump was meeting with Kim. Has Trump been snookered by North Korea, as earlier presidents have been? Presidents said he'd be able to tell very quickly whether Kim was sincere, and he believed that he was, and he struck up a good relationship. And now the media, of course, that hates Trump is going after him and trying to say, aha, this is proof that that was nothing but a PR stunt and a charade, and that the president has been snookered by North Korea and uh, Kim Jong-un. I don't know, but they have some explaining to do over there. There's no doubt about it. Um, Intel reports from the Defense Department since the June 12th summit um, indicate that uh, the existence of of facilities used to make material for nuclear bombs, that they're working on constructing them, not deconstructing them. And uh, I don't know, Yaffe, we'll have to see what comes out of the Pompeo meetings over there. But some of these satellite photographs are pretty damning. They really are. And I wonder whether we are going to have to have a situation in which the president starts talking tough to little rocket man like he once did. Remember? North Korea... Best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. So I don't know whether they have a suitable explanation for Pompeo about what the satellite photographs show and what Intel reports believe is anything but denuclearization. And um, and, and, and if... And if they're trying to make a fool out of Trump, I have no doubt he will not only ratchet back up plans for future sanctions to further cripple that economy in North Korea, but that you'll start hearing more talk like you just heard a moment ago, Mike. And yeah, and I I would hope that is what he does. You know, there was a point right before the meeting where he was going to pull out of the meeting. So there has been times where he's been nice to them and then backed out and been tough to them, been nice to them again. So we'll see if this is another point where he needs to start talking tough against them again i think if these reports are true that trump needs to be tough on them again absolutely and 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 for political reasons he absolutely has to he can never come off as though he's wimping out okay that that is not trump a and b 
the anti-Trump media will just never let him off the mat in a situation yeah, like that. that's very true. Yeah, okay. Listen, it is our 4th of July show because we are not live on Independence Day. It's our Independence Day show. So in a moment, in honor of that, what would be more appropriate than that we that we share the Declaration of Independence with you, and we will in just a moment. As we're not live tomorrow, this is our Independence Day edition of Good Morning Orlando, and we're going to be dripping and bleeding red, white, and blue all three hours. And what could be more appropriate on the 4th of July than to share with you the extraordinary document that began the nation we know and love, the Declaration of Independence. Here it is, minus the specific list of charges against England's then-King George III, but this is the rest of the Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. 
and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And we'll give another read to the Declaration of Independence later in the show and tell you what happened to the 56 signers of that document. They really did pledge their lives and their sacred honor. We'll have that later and more Independence Day special features, so stay tuned on that. We're going to focus on a disturbing new Gallup poll that is out that shows patriotism in America on the decline What is causing this? We need to talk about it, and I can't wait to get your take on it, and we'll do that right after we update the news here at the top of the hour. Deborah Roberts will have more on all lanes blocked at Fairbanks of I-4 this morning. That's our big local story at this moment, the breaking news. In addition to that, she'll focus on the FBI thwarting a 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland, Ohio, and the families of Parkland shooting victims to be paid $400,000 each. The latest on that. It's the Independence Day edition a day early of Good Morning Orlando. We're here for you from the Frontgate Realty Studio from your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. Good morning, Orlando, and happy 4th of July. On the 3rd of July, from all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here, right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the FBI thwarts a 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland and the families of the Parkland shooting victims are going to be paid. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And all lanes blocked at Fairbanks on I-4. The very latest as well. And a new poll on the state of patriotism in America coming up on Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. A man is behind bars after the FBI thwarted his 4th of July terror plot in Cleveland. Demetrius Pitts was arrested yesterday and charged with attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. FBI special agent in charge Stephen Anthony said Pitts made statements supporting al-Qaeda and about taking actions against particular U.S. entities while living in Cincinnati. He later moved to Cleveland in May. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Meanwhile, authorities in Belgium say an Iranian diplomat is one of the people arrested for planning to bomb a meeting of an exiled Iranian opposition group in France last weekend. The meeting included President Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Bill Richardson, and former FBI Director Louis Free. Police said yesterday they also intercepted a Belgian couple with explosives of the same type used in the deadly terror attacks in Brussels in 2016. China says it's developed a powerful laser rifle that can wipe out an enemy soldier more than half a mile away. According to the South China Morning Post, researchers say the laser assault rifle can instantly carbonize human skin and tissues, set a person on fire, and cause pain beyond endurance. The newspaper quotes a laser weapon scientist who says the rifle can burn through clothes in a split second. The weapon is said to weigh about as much as an AK-47 and has a range of 800 meters. 
The federal investigation into the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica data sharing scandal is growing. The Washington, Washington Post reports that the FBI, Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Federal Trade Commission have joined Justice Department investigators to look into whether data from 71 million Facebook users was improperly used by Cambridge Analytica. Investigators are now trying to find out what Facebook knew three years ago when it found out that Cambridge Analytica had obtained the data. They're also scrutinizing Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's testimony on Capitol Hill. Cambridge Analytica has shut down since the data scandal came to light. The families of the 17 people murdered in the February 14th massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School will each receive a payment of $400,000. The money is coming from an official GoFundMe campaign with donations sent from around the country. 18 people who were injured in the shooting will share a total of more than $1.5 million. The hundreds of other students and staff that were either in the building or on school property at the time of the shooting uh, happened will each get $1,2,500 each. And finally, Bud, you've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Pyrotechnicians are preparing more than 75,000 shells for the 42nd annual Macy's 4th of July fireworks show in New York City. Look at all those barges out there in the river. Yeah. It's well, amazing. Designer Gary Souza says some have eight different effects. Some of the longest shells of duration in the Macy's show go up to 12 seconds long. Some of them will go up to 1,000 feet and hang down and cascade and form that famous Macy's Golden Mile. The Independence Day display over the East River is expected to be the largest show since year 2000. There will be seven barges spread across about a mile for a 25-minute display. New this year is a big rainbow scene where all the barges do something different at the same time with lots of different colors. Kelly Clarkson and Ricky Martin are among those to perform as part of a two-hour show to air on NBC. Blake Shelton and Keith Urban will also be part of musical performance. It's amazing what's happened with fireworks technology yeah. enhanced by computer controls and, you know, elaborate timing. And, and it's just extraordinary what they can do. And boy, I think that's maybe the biggest one of all in New York City. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful show. That's for sure. WFLA News Time at 707. Watch as Boston police officers sing a duet for cop pool karaoke. Yeah. If you love first responders, if you love our we law do. enforcement officers, you'll love them even more after you watch them sing God Bless America. Where do we go to check them out? At 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. We're going to stay on top of this situation on I-4. All lanes both ways are blocked at Fairbanks at the curves here. Apparently cops have chased down an armed burglary suspect. That's the latest we're getting out of the newsroom here. Deb, we had the gas leak that caused the full blockage of all lanes at Aldemont Springs for the evening rush hour not long ago. Now for the morning rush hour on the eve of a holiday, we have that going on at Fairbanks. We've never seen anything like uh, these twin I-4 traffic nightmares. And what makes it worse is that AAA is saying today is going to be the busiest travel day for the yeah. 4th of July holiday. Mm. So you add that in with folks still trying to go to work, those trying to hit the road for right. their holiday. It, it's an amazing scene. We've got over a dozen cop cars on I-4 who have this particular vehicle separated away from the rest of the traffic. But if you do not have to get on the interstate, please find another alternate route. We'll stay on top of it all morning long here on Good Morning Orlando. Um, 
You know, Patriots, I know that you just bleed red, white, and blue, and you love this country. You would never listen to this show in the morning here. And uh, I am disturbed, and I think you will be too, by the findings of a new Gallup poll. They take it every single year on the state of patriotism in America, and a record low number of Americans now claim to be extremely proud of this great country. What is driving this poll result showing the ongoing decline in patriotism? I've got some thoughts on that. I'd sure like to hear yours. 407-916-5400, or go to the text line for your comments. Never busy, 23680, but of course, standard message and data rates apply there. Next up, an update on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm proud to be an American. I know you patriots are as well. Extremely proud. I'm sure you all fit into that category. But the Gallup poll on the state of patriotism in America has been taken every year by the veteran polling organization since 9-11. And never have we seen such a low number of Americans claiming to be extremely proud to be Americans. What is driving the decline nationally of patriotic fervor in this country? Currently, only 47% describe themselves as extremely proud to be an American. It was 51% last year, and it peaked post-9-11, understandably, at 70% in 2003. But it's been on the decline in recent years. Um, Let me give you more particulars when you break it down. Republicans, 74% say they are extremely proud of the country. Independents, 42% extremely proud. But Democrats, only 32%. And on the decline... Liberals, even worse, only 23% of liberals claim to be extremely proud of America. Moderates, 46%. 65% of conservatives say they are extremely proud. By the way, among liberals, um, patriotic fervor has dropped nine points in the past year, 28 points since 2013. Some of this is politics and the fact you've got Trump in the White House and most Republicans like it and most Democrats hate it, Okay. Uh, but it's more than that. I think, I think what is driving the steady decline we're seeing in patriotic fervor with a declining over the years number of Americans who say, I am extremely proud to be an American. First of all, the anti-Trump media really is invested in just finding every negative thing they can say about this country. And this man who puts America first. But it's more than that. I don't think patriotism is is taught in the home like it once was. I know it is not taught in the schools the way I remember. I know now in schools they're all about revisionist history. You know, we revere the great founding fathers. Now, now we're to loathe them because they were slave owners in their time, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, etc. You know, we, we, we talk about how the country was settled from sea to shining sea, manifest destiny and all of that. And all you get now in school is, well, look what we did to the Native Americans, the Indians. And then there's Christopher Columbus. He was the worst of all for what he did when he discovered America to the native peoples here. And it's just one one 
negative wave after another, and I think it takes its toll. And then you have the generation coming up being taught by uber-liberal anti-American academia, the college professors, who have nothing but bad things to say about this country. And if you want a good grade on a paper, you better toe the liberal anti-American line. And I think there's some of that that's responsible as well. We have a decline in patriotic fervor. For the first time, less than 50% of Americans polled by Gallup on an annual basis claim to be extremely proud of America. What do you think of my analysis, and what do you think is most responsible for that decline? And how do we turn it around? Because I think this tears at and weakens the fabric of this great country as we move forward if something doesn't change. 407 916 Text me at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Hop on the 50,000-watt front porch. Tell me how you feel. Are you extremely proud of being an American or less so? And what explains the decline in patriotic fervor that concerns me greatly? New Gallup poll shows a record low number of Americans, 47% now, who will say they are extremely proud of America. Um, Lori, your take on the poll results and what's driving it. Good morning, Lori from St. Cloud. Hi, good morning, bud. Hi there. Uh, I'm coming from it from both sides. When I was about 50 years old, I had enjoyed all of the freedoms our country offered. And then when our country started to struggle, I decided to you know, educate myself on what these founding principles were. And I was completely in awe of why and the house and the truce our country was built on. And I became what I would consider a patriot because now I had the knowledge. I wasn't just a beneficiary of, but I understood them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an ongoing thing. And I think if people don't really have that knowledge of the sacrifice, the principles, you know, they, they don't know what they believe, and there's really nothing, a whole lot to get excited about because we become complacent in our freedom. And if we do that and we don't have the knowledge, uh, we're sure to lose it. That's what history tells us. So I think All right. you know, there's twofold. We've lost, we weren't taught them in school. Just a glancing, you know, idea. Yeah. And listen, moms but, and dads don't count on schools to teach these things. Right. You need to teach it to your kids and expose them to it. Lori, great call. Bonnie's a patriot on the line with a bud man from Orlando. Good morning, Bonnie. Oh, hi, bud. Hi. My name's, yeah, my name is Bonnie. I'm a professional puppeteer in Orlando, Florida. Okay. And I have a patriotic puppet show called The Freedom Dragon. Really? And, yes. And I'm passionate about freedom. And my, my puppet show is about the importance of freedom, and we shouldn't take it for granted. And um, how, and I'm still trying to teach this, and I'm the dinosaur in the world, but this year... I do not have a puppet show for the fourth. I have a church. I'm doing a, yeah. a child care center at a church. I'm doing the show on the fifth, but nobody hired me for the fourth of July. Well, how do folks connect with you for this patriotic puppet show? How do they do it, Bonnie? We normally well, don't I, get I, people I, on here to promote their products, my, but my this is patriotism. Bonnie's Puppet Palace. <laughs> what? Bonnie's Puppet Palace. I have a website, bonniespuppetpalace.com. That's where you want to go. Thank you, Bonnie, very much. I love it. Yaffe, your thoughts on what's driving the decline in this uh, polling on the state of patriotism in America and a check of our incoming from the listeners on the text line. Well, I agree with pretty much everything you said. The only thing I would add 
is I think a lot on the left, they align their politics with their patriotism. So the fact that we don't have universal health care or universal jobs, you know, they want free jobs for everyone, $15 minimum wage. They feel like that affects their patriotism. So they can't be proud of America until we have all these leftist policies implemented. Gee whiz, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, although I will say this. You know, I mean, uh, we've, 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 had, we've had the expansion of government and government debt and government programs and et cetera, et cetera, and it's never caused my extreme pride in being an American to decline as a conservative. You think that's a liberal thing. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What about the text line? Um, one person said this says, you are spot on, bud. However... He believes that all the illegals in this country make it less because um, they bring their love of their home country here instead of loving this country. Even even all the legal immigrants here, I, I you know, I still find it used to be that that we had a melting pot here, you know, and you melted into being assimilated and becoming an American, and your main source of pride was for America, and you were all about this country. A lot of the folks who come in here, not all. They're kind of still all about their old country, you know? They right. don't have that fervor, and they don't learn the things that, that, that are the history of this great country. You know, it's uh, another texter has a very interesting point. Someone who does not like Trump says, uh, Trump, that's the reason. Says the country has no integrity anymore because of Trump. So he has lost his patriotism because of Trump. Interesting. Bottom of the hour news update. More on that traffic situation we had the blockage of all lanes on I-4 for police activity uh, around Fairbanks a short time ago. Traffic beginning to move again. Deb also reporting on the FBI thwarting what could have been a major 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland, Ohio, on a doggy dating app created by a Memphis man. So dog lovers, stay tuned, heal, and listen up. And it's all coming up. The news with the Deb Meister here as we roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio from your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. Good morning from us all. On our Independence Day show, as we're not live tomorrow, we greet you with a happy 4th of July at 7.30. Well, the worst of the morning commuting nightmare along I-4 at Fairbanks uh, appears to be over. Deb, you've been working this story from the newsroom. What's the very latest on all of this? Well, it's been slow going for motorists caught in rush hour traffic on I-4 near downtown Orlando this morning. Police had blocked off I-4 in both directions at Fairbanks Avenue, but both the eastbound and the westbound lanes have thankfully been reopened. Multiple law enforcement vehicles are on the scene, though. Various reports indicate the shutdown was possibly uh, caused because uh, police were chasing a stolen vehicle or an armed burglary suspect. We're still waiting on further identification of exactly what the suspect was up to that caused the shutdown. But thankfully, once again, I-4 back open in both directions. That's what we wanted to hear. The other big story of the day is a man is locked up, accused of plotting a terrorist attack in downtown Cleveland. FBI agents say Demetrius Pitts told an undercover agent he wanted to kill dozens of people on July 4th with a bomb placed at Voinovich Park. Pitts suggested words to the effect, I did tell myself that their, their holiday is coming up, the 4th of July, Independence Day. What would, what would hit them in the core? Blow up, have a bomb. That was Steve Anthony, FBI Cleveland Unit Special Agent in Charge. Pitts was answering to the name of Abdur Rahim Rafiq when he was arrested Sunday for attempting to provide support to al-Qaeda. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Heads up, dog lovers, this sounds like a pretty cool thing. There's now a dating app. 
Superman's best friend. <laughs> no, this is a Doggy brilliant dating? It's a brilliant idea. Johnny Williams of Memphis, the app's creator, said he was inspired by his Shizu. The app is called Doggy Dates, and it allows owners to set up play dates for their four-legged friends. Very important, the socialization of your animal. All right. So to get started, users can download the app, set up a profile, post pictures of their dogs, and check out other profiles. Whenever the pet owners feel comfortable enough, they can try to set up a doggy play date with another owner. A membership for the app costs just under $5 for three years, and it's available on both the Apple and Google Play stores. Wow. Yeah. Boy, next it'll be dinner and a movie. <laughs> you know? As long as they pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark Huff had barely taken a sip of his Friday afternoon margarita. Went, what's that? He heard twigs snapping, leaves rustling in his lush Altadena, California backyard. Now, at first, he brushed it off as it was just his neighbor out puttering around in the yard. Mm-hmm. But then the noise grew louder. So he says he got up, looked over the bushes, and lo and behold, there's a bear climbing over my fence. Whoa. Well, the sighting was the first of many encounters Huff would have with that bear, that particularly hot Friday afternoon, bud. Over the course of a few hours, the bear availed itself of Huff's backyard, his hot tub, and the cocktail. He oh, I saw behind. the video of a bear on a hot tub. Is that what this is? <laughs> yes, this oh, is Oh, jeez. After first spotting the bear, Huff retreated inside only to later find the furry intruder bobbing away in the jacuzzi enjoying himself. <laughs> Huff recorded video of the bear lolling in the unheated hot tub with the jets on. The creature played with the chlorinator and tossed the thermometer in the air. Bears have been frequently filmed romping around the community that straddles both city and wilderness. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Deputy Joanna Warren said the department received six bear sighting calls that Friday, but failed to find it. The bear's dip only lasted a few minutes before it emerged and lumbered around the yard. Then it popped out of the bushes, walked right over to the margarita, knocked it over, and lapped it up. Oh, no! About an hour later... Huff was talking to a neighbor when some oak leaves fluttered to the ground. Huff looked up to see the bear slumbering in the tree and said, all right, well, he's had his margarita, he's had his jacuzzi, now he's ready for an hour nap. (laughs) Huff said the bear ultimately hustled away down the street, and after the encounter, I'm sure you're not surprised to hear that Huff made himself two margaritas. Yeah, I'll have a double off that. To make up for the one he lost. <laughs> the bear thought he was at a resort <laughs> Apparently, or something. I can't wait <laughs> His to... vacation. Exactly. We should ask our super producer, Mike Yaffe, if he'd be willing to post the video of the bear lolling in the jacuzzi. Yeah, I'm looking at the video right now. He's, he's having a good old time. Isn't oh, he? loves the bubbles. <laughs> it's a scream. It'll, it'll make you smile and laugh. If you haven't seen it, we'll get it posted for you shortly at 1025wfla.com keyword, Budman. <laughs> and finally, it is the 4th of July, and that means competitive eater Joey Chestnut is preparing for the annual 4th of July hot dog eating contest at Coney Island. The 34-year-old pro-eater. That's how I've often described myself. And he's not a big, fat guy. No. I don't know how he does this. No. I don't know how he does it. He just puts everybody away in these contests. It, he does. He says remaining calm and relaxed is key to downing dozens of Nathan's wieners at one sitting. Chestnut aims to beat his own record of consuming. Take a wild guess. In 10 minutes, how many hot dogs do you think Joey Chestnut was oh, able to I've down? I've watched this a few times. I don't know, 60 72. Oh, man. He wants to beat his own record of in 72 hot dogs in, in 10 minutes. 10, ten minutes. minutes? Yeah. Jeez.
That's just... Ugh. It's a monument to gluttony to watch him do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> stuffing his stuff in there. It really is. If you want to watch, ESPN will be airing the eating competition. Yeah, it's an event. Yeah, it is an event. On anybody, the 4th of July. Yeah, anybody who can eat 72 hot dogs deserves a little bit of press. Unbelievable. And the rest of the guys in the competition and all of that. It's just crazy. <laughs> anyway, Deb, thank you so You're much. You're welcome. All right, so we have the traffic flowing on I-4 around Fairbanks. That That is the great news. Uh, if there's any more news to it, of course, um, we'll give you the latest. And, and the traffic reports come up along with the weather every 10 minutes. We'll keep you apprised of what's going on. But we want to have some fun here. And with a patriotic flavor, we're going to play our daily sound judgment game. Up for grabs, you'll love the Trump Policy Board Game. It's a real quality item that is hard to get. But we've got a connection to the manufacturer, and they provided them for our prizes on sound judgment. We're playing for the Trump policy board game don't miss the opportunity to win you're eligible by company rules to win sound judgment once a month no more so if you're a recent winner please don't call give somebody else a shot and give me a call right now great opportunity for first timers who don't call on the heavy duty political issues we discuss but want to win something here in good morning orlando and it's easy to do okay i know you can win this okay patriots you're going to have no problem with this question. 407-916-5400 for the Trump board game. 407-916-5400. Call me now. An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming as well here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. All right, we're about ready for our Independence Day edition of Sound Judgment. Stephanie, let's talk about that prize. That's right. So today our winner gets their very own copy of the brand new Trump Policy board game. Play Trump Policy with your family, play it with your friends, and very soon you'll know whether they are your friends. Trump Policy gives everyone a chance to voice their opinion on key issues of the day and stand up for the kind of America they want. The new Trump Policy game of $40 value is available at trumppolicy.net. And it's um, it's terrific. You're going to love it, and we've got them, and they're hard to get. So that's the prize this morning. And now, listen, um, if you're trying to get in and you can't get in now, wait for a wrong answer. We'll open up a line, and you can grab it and win at 407-916-5400. So because we're not on tomorrow doing a live show on the 4th, we're celebrating the 4th early. And for today's Sound Judgment game, we're going to call on our patriotic contestants to belt out a couple of lines of a song we always look forward to hearing on the 4th. God bless the USA. I want you to listen, and when Yaffe stops the music, use your sound judgment to sing the rest of the verse. Very familiar line, and I really want to hear it. Get all the words right, and you're our winner. Go ahead, line one, finish it. Oh, I'm proud to be an American. God bless the USA. No, but that really sounded good, but it's not quite right. That line is open at 407-916-5400. Finish the line, line two. Oh, man, I forgot where he stopped. Oh. Everybody <laughs> stand up and defend her still today. Nope. Okay. 407-916-5400. Go ahead, line three. 
for there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Awfully close. Yaffe, let's give away the prize, shall we, by verifying the winner, and here we go. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. You've won the Trump board game. Congratulations. Nice job. Yay, I love Trump. <laughs> you do? I love him. Fantastic. You're going to get a kick out of playing the Trump policy board game. Everybody wants to win. Great to have you on the 50,000-watt front porch. I love your enthusiasm, and I think your voice was terrific. And where are you calling from? It sounds like you got a windstorm going there. I'm in my car. I'm headed to work at Florida Hospital. Oh, terrific. Then please give me your first name. It's Rhonda. Hello, Rhonda. And what town do you call home? Longwood. Beautiful. How did you do getting down I-4 today with the blockage it's, at Fairbanks? Well, I just get on I-4 at Lake Mary, and now I'm headed east of Orange City. Oh, I see. You're going the other way. All right, you're in good shape. Hey, listen, Rhonda, I am so glad that you won it, particularly if you're a Trump fan and uh, you're the perfect person. So have a wonderful Fourth of July, and thank you for brightening up today's edition of Sound Judgment. Thank you, bud, and everybody. Have a great day. God bless you, darling. Stay on the line. You and Stephanie will work things out so you get the Trump policy board game. I have seen something I have to share with you because it really rocked me. And I'm, um, I'm struggling to understand the results of a brand new Quinnipiac poll out that shows a vast majority of Americans do not want Roe v. Wade that legalized abortion across the country. They don't want Roe v. Wade overturned. There's all this talk about who Trump's going to nominate for the Supreme Court, and they'll have a rock-solid conservative majority, and Roe v. Wade will be overturned, and women won't have control of their bodies, etc. I am amazed at the numbers from this poll. And Quinnipiac's a very reliable mainstream polling organization, so I'm not going to sit here and say the poll is a bunch of hooey and that it's a political put-up job. But it is stunning to me, the results on this. And I really struggle to understand how these results can be as they are. And we're going to discuss it in the next, in the next half hour. Since 1973, there have been more than 60 million abortions in America. There were more than 60,000 in Florida last year alone. All these babies who had their lives snuffed out. And with all the pro-lifers in this country and more of them all the time, you would think there would be more support than there is for overturning Roe v. Wade and saving these young lives in the future. We'll talk about the results of the Quinnipiac poll on this. You don't want to miss it, and I know you will have something to say Right now, Deb's got plenty to say, lots of news this morning, and she'll update it all here at 8 o'clock. The FBI thwarting what could have been a very serious 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland, Ohio, and a Trayvon Martin documentary is coming out the end of this month. She'll have the latest on that as we roll into hour number three of our Independence Day show, because we're not live tomorrow. As we continue from the Frontgate Realty Studio from your cell, hit pound 250, keyword real estate, and good morning from us all. 
at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. You're just in time for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the FBI thwarts a 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland and a Trayvon Martin documentary is coming out this month. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And a stunning new poll on how Americans feel about overturning Roe versus Wade. Next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning. It's 8.02 on News Radio 1025. First, the good news. Police had blocked off I-4 in both directions at Fairbanks Avenue, but both the eastbound and the westbound lanes have been reopened. Multiple law enforcement vehicles are still on the scene, though, and that's what leads to the bad news. That's leading to heavy delays, so still try to avoid the area if you can. The shutdown and police activity possibly involved a stolen vehicle or an armed burglary suspect. Meanwhile, a man is in custody after plotting a 4th of July terror attack in Cleveland. Justin Herdman, U.S. Attorney for Northern Ohio, says Demetrius Pitts had some pretty sinister plans. Just yesterday, he discussed giving remote control cars packed with explosives and shrapnel to the children of our military uniform members. Yeah, Pitt was reportedly posting statements to Facebook calling on Muslims to, quote, start training every day to know how to shoot guns, throw hand grenades, and hand-to-hand combat. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Hundreds of Puerto Rican families in Florida and elsewhere who were displaced by Hurricane Maria are still waiting to find out how long they'll be able to stay in hotel rooms provided by FEMA. The original deadline of last Saturday was extended until this Thursday by a last-minute order from a federal judge. Yesterday, attorneys for the Puerto Ricans asked another federal judge to extend the Transitional Sheltering Assistance Program by one more month. Attorneys for the federal government argued that the families had been given ample notice of the June 30th deadline. Out west, authorities are confirming the death of a three-year-old girl who was stabbed at her own birthday party in Boise, Idaho, over the weekend. The child's death was announced at Timmy Kinner's arraignment, who's accused of stabbing six children and three adults on Saturday. Prosecutors are now adding a charge of first-degree murder against Kinner. Back closer to home, the new documentary about Trayvon Martin premieres July 30th. Paramount Network made the announcement yesterday and released the first full-length trailer for the six-part series. Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story, was produced by Jay-Z, Martin's parents, and others. In 2012, the 17-year-old Martin was shot and killed in Sanford by George Zimmerman, who was charged with second-degree murder but was acquitted the following year. The Northeast continues to deal with spiking temperatures due to a massive heat wave. The heat index is coming in or around 100 degrees in major U.S. cities like Washington, D.C., New York, Philadelphia, even Vermont is looking at temperatures of 97 degrees. More than 60 million people are covered under heat advisories, excessive heat warnings, and excessive heat watches, which stretch from North Carolina to Maine. Blistering heat is expected from the plains to the Midwest and Northeast on the 4th of July holiday. It's caused at least one death, while two others are still being investigated. That was straight from the Deb Meister's Misery Loves Company department, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we had a lot of folks experiencing what we are, and maybe even worse, and and less able to tolerate it because they're not as used to it as we are in Florida. Yeah, when you talk about Burlington, Vermont at 97, and yet oh. us here in Orlando are looking at 92. Yeah. Uh, 
Yep, there you go. So I guess in in that way, we'll need to stop complaining and count our blessings. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, this is making national news. A girl left hanging onto a tree for 30 minutes for her life is thankful for the actions of a Lake County deputy. The 15-year-old Titusville girl was chased by an alligator Friday in Astor, and she had to climb a tree to escape. Her frantic mom called 911 while the gator waited at the base of the tree for the girl to come down. It's emergency. My daughter's stuck in a freaking tree. There's gators surrounding her. We can't get out. Please, just 15. About a half hour later, a deputy showed up, and when the gator wasn't scared off, the deputy shot and killed it. Deputy actually said the gator started coming towards him uh, and hissing at him. Uh, so at that time, he went ahead and did what he had to do. Yeah, Sheriff Spokesman um, Sergeant Matt Farner. It's near the end of gator mating season, the beginning of gator nesting season, and experts say the reptiles are especially aggressive. Be extra careful around any bodies of water. That was a frightening situation because she was having trouble hanging on up there. Yes, she was. And she absolutely would have been lunch. I mean, the gator was hissing. The gator was hostile and very defensive this time of year. Being what they are, they're even nastier. Um, Boy, I'm telling you what, it was great to have that cop there who was a good shot with an AR-15. I'm afraid to go on my pool at this point with all these gators. (laughs) Jeez. I would take a look before you dip. I (laughs) really would. I've seen videos of them in pools, too. I have, too. I mean, and plus we have the video here locally of the mother who was out watching her son on the slip and slide with his inflatable gator raft, only to look over and see there's a real gator spying on them in the yard. So she runs the kids inside, and then the gator goes and decides and runs down the slip and slide. Apparently really? He, yeah, apparently he had an issue with the gator float. I'm just saying. <laughs> or he wanted it for himself, <laughs> yeah, the gator. exactly. Where did everybody go? WFLA News Time, it's 8.08. Read about Lady Liberty turning to social media for donations. You can get the details at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. In a moment, to me, shocking results of a poll on where Americans are with abortion rights as granted by the landmark Supreme Court decision Roe v. Wade in 1973. I was shocked by these numbers. Let's talk about what's going on here, and we will in a moment. Yaffe in the control room. Stephanie will be taking your calls, 407-916-5400. Hit the text line, never busy, 23680 if you prefer, but know that standard message and data rates apply there. Quick word from Deb and a quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming up here in two minutes. And then we're back at it here on the 50,000-watt front porch on News Radio 1025 WFLA-FM and AM 540. You know, the Democrats are all going crazy saying if Trump gets his conservative Supreme Court nominee to replace retiring Anthony Kennedy, that we're going to see Roe v. Wade that legalized abortion nationwide in this country in 1973, the landmark Supreme Court decision. It's going to be overturned. Boy, if the court of public opinion is reflected in the latest Quinnipiac University poll has anything to say about it, that is not what is going to happen for any reason in the foreseeable future in this country. I was really shocked by this poll here. You know, we've had 60 million abortions since 1973. 60 million human beings who never had a chance at life. 60,000 abortions in Florida just last year. Now, abortions have been on the decline 
pro-life movement is stronger than ever. More and more people are becoming pro-life because the science has eliminated any reasonable argument that this is just a tissue blob inside the mom. This is not a living human being. With ultrasound and other technologies, you can't deny that that is a little person inside there. All right? Call it a fetus if you want. That's a human being. It is alive. It feels pain. And, and, and more and more, we've seen people turning to other options, thank God, other than abortion. And in that climate, I would not expect these results from the new Quinnipiac University poll. Are you ready? 63% of voters surveyed across this country agree with Roe v. Wade and legalized abortion and do not want that decision overturned. Only 31% want Roe v. Wade overturned. Yaffe, I am stunned by those results, and I frankly am not sure I understand why they are as they are. I'm not about to discredit the poll. Quinnipiac has been very mainstream and very reliable politically, and they poll on everything, okay? So I'm not here to bash the poll, and I'd recommend you don't either. Let's just assume the poll is right and try to figure out how those numbers could be what they are, given the reality of 60 million abortions in this country over all these years since Roe v. Wade and the growing pro-life movement in this country. Well, and that's what really makes the poll stunning is when they do polls on how many are pro-life versus pro-choice, it's a lot closer than that. So that means there's a lot of pro-life people out there who do not want it overturned. Yes, and why, if you're pro-life, would you not want Roe versus Wade overturned? Maybe you can personally tell me from your stance. How do you explain these polling numbers? You know, the Supreme Court is not blind to public opinion. You know, it's hard for me to imagine any scenario in which one more conservative judge would lead to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. 407-916-5400. 63% of voters... Cross-party lines, when you put them all together, do not want Roe v. Wade overturned. They want legalized abortion, 63%. How do you explain that? 407-916-5400, how do you feel about that? Text me at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Let's go to the phones on the results. We find shocking, stunning, and somewhat inexplicable. 63% of American voters do not want Roe v. Wade overturned. They're in favor of legalized abortion. Only 31% do want it overturned. Frank, with analysis from Eustace. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, bud. You know, I think statistically this is easily explained. Think Electoral College versus... um, the, the regular vote, the popular vote, depending on where they went. And if they're taking big cities and weighting them and having more people, such as New York, Philadelphia, Minneapolis, uh, all the big cities out in the West Coast, certainly those numbers are going to outgain. I'd like to see this by state 
or even by county. Yeah, I don't have the I Quinnipiac think, poll broken down like that, but they're 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 an outfit that knows how to poll, and that would not be the way they traditionally would poll. But you're you're suspicious. Maybe we need to find more information. I hope you're right, Frank. Jennifer's in Volusia County on this. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Um, I have given birth to five children. I'm a mother of six, and I would like to think of myself as a conservative Republican, except for when it comes to this. I would not overturn Roe versus Wade, because if people want an abortion, they're going to have one. And if there's not a medical facility where they can have one, they will find other ways. Do you like think that that explains countries. why, obviously, a significant number of pro-lifers would have to be saying, leave Roe v. Wade where it is? you believe that that would be the way many more would feel the way you feel? I do. That they couldn't do them do it themselves, but they wouldn't want to take the choice away from someone else who would still do it, just do it in an unsafe way. Very interesting, Jennifer. Thank you. You speculated off air, Yaffe, as you struggled to understand these results, that there may be people who are really um, pro-life, but they are afraid of the social chaos that will result with the with the with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, and I'm not the only one who has this concern. We have a texter who has this concern as well, says, I am pro-life, but there are many more issues that also concern me. It says Roe v. Wade is a galvanizing force on the left. Avoid this would avoid a big fight over it. Instead, gain ground in other areas and slowly protect the unborn in incremental steps. So that's Bill and Maitland, and I think he makes a really good point that um, the fight would be so, so bad, like you said, so chaotic that I think there's a lot of pro-lifers who just don't want to have the fight. But you know what? If you're really pro-life, what should trump all of these concerns and reasons why you can rationalize keeping Roe v. Wade, you'd focus on the lives that are just I agree. the helpless lives that are snuffed out to the tune of 60 million little boys and girls that never saw the outside world and had no choice in their demise and no defense against what was done to them. Yeah, that's really true. One person has a really interesting point in the text line, says it depends on how they ask the questions. Many people want abortion to be legal for instances of rape or incest, but not just because you change your mind. So they think that because there's some exceptions to it, that maybe that's why the poll was the way it was. Getting back to the politics of it in closing, at least the results of this poll, I think, should help diffuse some of this just this is fanatical rhetoric about if Trump gets his nominee, Roe v. Wade will be overturned tomorrow. I see it less as a possibility in the wake of this poll than ever, Yaffe. Yeah, I think there's very little chance that John Roberts, the chief justice, would vote to overturn it, especially with how he decided in Obamacare a couple years ago, basically finding a way to keep that off. He's going to do something like that for Obamacare. He's not going to want to overturn a large precedent like Roe v. Wade. I think you speak with great wisdom, my friend. I do. I do. All right, we're going to have our um, our patriotic closing of the show. We're going to hear from John Wayne. You're going to hear the Budman narrate the Declaration of Independence. And as time permits, we'll play our traditional piece, Freedom Isn't Free, in honor of the patriots who laid their lives on the line to birth this great nation. 
on the 4th of July, 1776. Radical Islamic terrorism alive and well and still a threat. I think that's the bottom line on the big story Deb's reporting on first this morning. Yeah, and thankfully a potential terror attack in downtown Cleveland on the 4th of July has been stopped by the FBI. Justin Herdman, U.S. Attorney for Northern Ohio, explains Demetrius Pitts' motivation. He wanted us to be afraid to speak our minds. He also wanted us to be afraid to gather together in public places. FBI Special Agent in Charge Stephen Anthony said U.S. citizen Demetrius Pitts was taken into custody yesterday and is charged with attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist organization. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Speaking of prison, being behind bars, a French man serving a 25-year prison sentence for murder has broken out of jail for the second time. Redouin Faid was in the visitor's room at the Riel Prison, which is located in a suburb of Paris, when a three-man commando team landed in the courtyard, used smoke bombs as a distraction, and then extracted him in a helicopter. Whoa, sounds like a movie. It does. Police say that nobody was injured uh, or taken hostage during the brazen prison break, which only lasted 10 minutes. Authorities found the helicopter burned about 40 miles away from the prison. They believe Fayed and his accomplices fled in a car. There is currently a massive manhunt underway looking for the notorious criminal. Faid was the leader of a violent criminal gang in the 1990s until he was arrested in 1998. He served 10 years behind bars but quickly found himself involved in criminal activities again. He was convicted of murder, sentenced to 25 years in prison after he organized an armed robbery that resulted in the death of a police officer in 2010. In 2013, he managed to escape prison by concealing a bomb inside a pack of tissues. Police tracked him down six weeks later, hiding out in a hotel. What's interesting about his story is that he watched movie after movie after movie and memorized the scenes from some famous prison breaks in various movies and applied it. I don't know if I'm remembering this right. Maybe after your Steph, you can tell me. I think in one of the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, Lex Luthor, who was his arch enemy, was airlifted out of prison on a chopper. That's what I'm remembering. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't remember which one that was. He may have watched that. Yeah, you know. exactly. Whoa. Exactly. Superman he watched, 2 or 3, you know. He watched all kinds of movies to memorize yeah. the scenes. I'll be. And it turns out he's not alone. Nadine Vajour was so determined to get her husband out of a Parisian prison, she took helicopter flight lessons just for the escape. Her husband, Michelle, was serving a lengthy sentence for attempted murder and armed robbery. In May 1986, the Chicago Tribune reported Michelle forced his way onto the prison's roof by wielding nectarines that were painted to look like hand grenades. No kidding. They thought he had hand grenades? He had nectarines? He had nectarines he had painted to look like hand grenades. Man, some people really want out, don't they? His wife, his <laughs> wife then picked him up in a helicopter and whisked him away to a football field where they landed and drove away. But their luck soon ran out. Okay. Nadine was discovered and arrested in southwestern France. Michelle was later shot in the head during a failed bank robbery but survived. I don't, don't you think they need to reexamine prison security don't you in think, France? Don't they, you think they need to apply some of this ingenuity to life on the outside so they wouldn't have know, to worry right? about getting out from behind bars? Well, Use this for good, not yes, evil. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sounds like these prisons need, you know, a ceiling. 
Yeah, I feel like yeah, you know, but, <laughs> I would stop no, a helicopter. Well, no. even though you got the courtyards there, I you know, need they a ceiling the, there too. This ceiling in the courtyard, all right. and that's not all. What you yeah. got another one? I have an. I have two more, but I'll okay. only do this last one. All right. Choi Gab Bok had a lot of time to kill during his twenty-three years behind bars. <laughs> so the convicted robber got really good at yoga, a skill that helped him slip away from a police station jail in South Korea. One night in 2012, Choi waited for officers to fall asleep before squeezing out of his cell door's rectangular food slot. Now, to put things in perspective, Choi was about 5 feet 5 inches tall and weighed about 115 pounds. A skinny guy. The food tray slot was about 18 inches wide and only 6 inches tall. Choi rubbed an ointment on his skin to help glide between the bars. (laughs) Oh, man. It worked. And he wiggled his way to freedom. But six days later, Choi was caught and put in a cell with a much smaller food slot. <laughs> I bet. See, I, you're right. He could have used that for like a circus act or something. You know, he could be making money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Instead of making license plates. Be sure to join us for the next exciting episode of Deborah Roberts and Felon Follies here on Good Morning Orlando. That's wild stuff, kiddo. Yeah. I couldn't (laughs) believe it when I saw all those stories. (laughs) All right. We continue, and it's our 4th of July edition of the show on the 3rd. We're celebrating Independence Day because we have special programming tomorrow, and uh, we will not be with you live from 6 until 9. Um, You remember John Wayne. He was a great patriot, conservative Republican, uh, made just so many incredible movies, cowboy movies, war movies, all of this, and and was the most heroic, um, the most heroic Hollywood superstar ever. He really was, and he's timeless. And we went back and grabbed something very special for you, which Yaffe has posted on the website because it's better to see this than to hear it. And um, it is his iconic presentation of America, Why Do I Love Her? Duke Wayne coming up here. All we can do is play the sound, but you paint the word pictures in your mind, patriots, and you will love this. And then, of course, we don't want to leave you here as we celebrate Independence Day a day early without my recitation of the Declaration of Independence. All of this and more ahead, and we hope you'll stay with us here on News Radio 1025 WFLA and AM 540. We'll get to it all right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. No public figure I'm aware of loved America and wore his patriotism on his sleeve more proudly and openly than Hollywood legend the late great John Wayne. Before we lost him... He recorded a piece that we're going to play for you now, and video has been generated to accompany it, worth taking a look at, and have your kids see it, too, on the website. Yaffe's posted it at 1025wfla.com, keyword Budman. Ladies and gentlemen, in honor of Independence Day, here is John Wayne. ask me why I love her? Well, give me time. I'll explain. Have you seen a Kansas sunset or an Arizona rain? 
Have you drifted on a bayou down Louisiana way? Have you watched the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay? Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines? Or heard the bellow of a diesel at the Appalachia Mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth's rock. And do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from a bright Nevada sky? Do you hail to the Columbia as you rush into the sea or how you're headed? Gettysburg, our struggle to be free? Have you seen the mighty Tetons? You watched an eagle soar? Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when on a winter's day her waters rage along the shore in thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you See the surf come roaring in at Waimea Reef. From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast, the might of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's wide, wide sky. John Wayne, America, Why I Love Her. Check out the video version of that posted on our website proudly by our patriotic producer, Yaffe, at 1025wfla.com, keyword Budman. It's extraordinary to think that Thomas Jefferson, who went on to become the third president of the United States, was the principal author of the iconic Declaration of Independence that, that birthed this nation and he was only 33 years old when he wrote it. How about we listen to the Declaration of Independence now together? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, 
laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Did you ever wonder what happened to the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? Five signers captured by the British as traitors, tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons serving in the Revolutionary War Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. Proof positive that in this country we love, freedom is never free. I watched the flag pass by one day, it fluttered in the breeze. A young Marine saluted it, and then he stood at ease. I looked at him in uniform, so young, so tall, so proud. With hair cut square and eyes alert, he'd stand out in any crowd. I thought how many men like him had fallen through the years, how many died on foreign soil, how many mother's tears. How many pilots planes shot down, how many died at sea. How many foxholes were soldiers' graves, no. Freedom isn't free. I heard the sound of taps one night when everything was still. I listened to the bugler play and felt a sudden chill. I wondered just how many times the taps had meant amen when a flag had draped a coffin of a brother or a friend. I thought of all the children, of the mothers and the wives, of fathers, sons, and husbands with interrupted lives. I thought about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea, of unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Happy 4th of July, Patriots. Special programming tomorrow. We'll rejoin you on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. From all of us, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.